today, I think we're going to save some businesses. A friend called me recently terrified because their checking account had been frozen. And it was their business account, and it had been frozen by the state government because they didn't pay state taxes. The reason that we get into that situation is because we don't have a cash flow system in which we put money aside for taxes. If you've been listening to the Business Made Simple podcast the last seven weeks, you know we are unpacking the six steps from my new book, How to Grow Your Small Business, which, by the way, is out now. Run on to Amazon and grab it. These six steps will help you double your revenue. And today, it's the final step. It's cash flow. How do you manage your money? And I'm going to teach you to manage your cash using five checking accounts. That's what this episode is all about. With that, I want to welcome you to the Business Made Simple podcast brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. This is the only podcast that coaches you through a six-step plan to grow your small business. We do that by helping you build your business like an airplane. The cockpit is your leadership. The body is your overhead. The right engine is your marketing. The left engine is your sales. The wings are your products. And the fuel tanks are your cash flow. If you master the six parts of your small business, your business will fly far and fast. Every week, you'll get the insight and steps you need to grow your business. I'm your host, Don. Donald Miller. Hey, everybody. Entrepreneurs on Fire, hosted by John Lee Dumas, is available now on the HubSpot Podcast Network. Entrepreneurs on Fire stokes inspiration and shares strategies to fire up your entrepreneurial journey and create the life you've always dreamed of. I know you're going to love it. Here's a great episode to check out first from the show's 2020 archive. It's how to run a business on Amazon, tips and tricks from the number one leader in marketing products with Robin Johnson. In this episode, Robin Johnson, owner of Marketplace Blueprint, shares how Seller Central is the most common way to sell on Amazon, what important opportunities you'll miss out on if you are not focused on Amazon, as well as what research you need to do to set yourself up for success and how to do it correctly. Listen to Entrepreneurs on Fire wherever you get your podcasts. Today, I think, is critically important because I think there are businesses, small businesses that will go under by the end of the year unless you actually hear what I have to say and make some changes. And I don't mean to be cocky about it. I only say that because I know how it is to actually nearly crash a business, to wake up one morning and have nothing, even though everything seems to be going really, really well. That's the way my business used to run. Back when I was a, just a memoirist and a speaker, I made money off of royalties for my books, and then I would make like $2,500 to $5,000 every time I went and spoke. And I would speak, you know, gosh, a good month twice, but most months maybe once. So I was at about hundred grand a year, which for me was great. But it was a small business, and by that I mean there's stuff that I could write off. Any plane ticket I bought to go speak somewhere, I'd write that off. You know, any meals I bought on the road, I think it was like 100 bucks a day or something like that, I could write off if I kept my receipts. There were tools that I would buy in order to do business. There was stuff that I would write off. However, I didn't write off any of that stuff because I, because I just didn't know how to run a business. What I would do is I would get the $5,000 I got for speaking. I would put it in my personal checking account. Friends, I didn't even have a savings account. I just had a personal checking account and I ran my business from my personal checking account and then at the end of the year, I would go to an accountant and I would just give them a vanilla folder full of receipts, you know, some of which are like, Don, you can't write off Wendy's fries and, uh, and a chocolate shake. You can't write that off. <laughs> and inevitably, of course, I would owe 
you know, $27,000 in taxes and I had $4,253 in my account. One time I actually got into a lot of trouble with the IRS because I had, uh, you know, running my own business. And this is kind of pre-speaking writing. This is when I had a little publishing company, but ran it with the same nonsensical way. And I bought uh, clipless pedals for my mountain bike. The pedals, in other words, don't have clips, those things that come over and hold your shoe in. They actually have fasteners that you lock into. Those, by the way, take a little while to figure out. Well, I thought it would just be a really, really great way to, to learn how to do that in the parking lot on top of Larch Mountain and then uh, do a 5,000-foot downhill. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. I literally fell over uh, about 200 yards from the top of Larch Mountain. I went over a cliff and uh, landed on my wrist and broke, I, had, I think, like seven bones or something like that. No health insurance. So I get to the hospital. They do like a three-hour surgery, and I've got this giant this giant bill, and which means I couldn't pay my taxes. And the IRS came after me, and they came after me for years. It was like three years before I finally squared up with what I owed them. And it was just, it was so incredibly stressful. And I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about the IRS. Our, our country needs revenue in order to operate. And so, you know, I'm not complaining. What I am saying was amateur, amateur, amateur hour. That's what I was in. I was in amateur hour. And as I grew as a human being, and uh, especially after getting married and starting a family, I realized I need to manage this money, and I, I created a system. My system, by the way, because I'm going to get into it, looks very much like Mike Michalowicz's system in his book, Profit First. But I did create my system, which is very, very similar to Mike's, without knowing Mike. And then when I finally listened to his book, I realized, oh, I, I did it the right way. The, the main difference between my system and Mike's system is Mike's whole theory is take the profit out first. Like, in other words, take what you anticipate making as profit out of the company at the beginning of the month. That way you never spend the profit and you reverse engineer a company that makes that profit. I didn't do that because it's feast or famine. I'll make an enormous amount of profit one month and not very much the next month. And so what I do is what I'm about to explain. So- I'm going to explain it to you in this podcast. It is very, very simple. The action steps are super easy. And then if you want to do it one thing differently, which is take the profit out first, you can do that. And that's basically Mike's system. Uh, Mike also has accountants, like certified profit first accountants that you can hire. So you can just Google profit first and you'll find all sorts of stuff about my good friend, Mike McCallowitz. But this is the way the system works and how I use it. It is, it is slightly different in more ways than one to what Mike does but it's very similar in terms of five checking accounts. Okay, so the first checking account is your operating expense account. That is your business account. This is the main account. Everything sort of flows in and out of this account. Every dollar that your company makes goes into the operating expense account. Every bill that you pay, other than taxes, every single bill that you pay, salaries, you pay for your virtual assistant, you buy a house plan for the office, everything comes out of the operating expense account. Uh, that's the most important account. All right, the second account is your personal checking account. So right there, we've got a big paradigm shift from the way some people listening to me run their business. They run their, all their business out of their personal checking account. You need an operating expense account that all the money in your business flows into, and then you need to pay yourself a salary. So you know, if you're going to pay yourself $60,000 a year, 
because maybe this is a side hustle right now. You're, you want to pay yourself $2,500 every two weeks, and you want that to be an automated draw out of your operating expense account. So in one way, I do what Mike says to do, and that is money is automatically flowing out of my account into my personal checking account. That pressures me to make more than $5,000 a month because I've got to pay my salary. So now I have two accounts. I have my operating expense account and my personal checking account. However, this does not solve our problem. Our problem was the IRS comes, and they come when you least expect it, and they come with a bigger bill than you thought. So we need a third account, and that account is going to be your tax account. Now, here's the shtick, because you don't know how much money you're going to have to pay to the government. So here's the big thing to remember. Every dollar that you put into your personal checking account, that whole 2500 bucks has to be mirrored in your tax account. So if you put $2,500 in your personal checking account, you need to also put $2,500 more into your tax account. Why? Well, the money that you spend on your business does not get taxed, but the money that you take for yourself does. And I'll, get, I'll, I'll explain a little more in that because some of you are saying, no, 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 that's not quite true, but let me explain a little more later. Right now, just remember that you're going to take 50% of every dollar that you pay yourself and you're going to split it between yourself and taxes. So in other words, to take 60 grand as a salary, you have to actually give the government 60 grand. Now, the numbers are not 50%. The numbers are closer in terms of federal taxes to 37%. But then if you live in a state that has state income tax, that's on top of that. If you have, uh, you know, I'll let you pay your, your property tax out of this, if you have any employees, some of that payroll tax, it's going to get up there close to 50%. If you live in a state without a state, without a, a tax, you're paying it in sales tax. So, But I, I just do 50%. So whatever I pay myself, I match into my tax account. That leaves, at the end of the year, a little bit too much money in my tax account, at which point I give myself a refund, Right. So those three accounts, the operating expense account, the personal checking account, and the tax account are three accounts every single entrepreneur or sole proprietor or small business side hustle. Every single person who runs a business needs those three accounts. You got to have those three accounts. It's going to save you from so much trouble to have those three accounts. Are you sick and tired of wasting your precious time on tedious tasks like pulling reports, rewriting blog posts, and trying to personalize countless prospecting emails? Well, say no more because HubSpot has some amazing new AI tools that are going to blow your mind. Introducing Content Assistant and ChatSpot, all from HubSpot. Content Assistant uses the power of OpenAI's GPT-3 model to help you create content outlines, outreach emails, and even web page copy in just seconds. And in case that wasn't enough, they created ChatSpot, an incredible tool that connects to your HubSpot CRM for unbeatable support using chat-based commands to manage contacts, run reports, and even ask for status updates. This easy-to-use CRM just got easier. Head to HubSpot.com artificial-intelligence to get early access today. And now back to the show. Now, let's get a little bit advanced, but it's not that advanced. I actually recommend you go ahead and get the fourth account anyway. The fourth account is called business profit. And business profit is where you're going to actually put the profit after the company makes it. 
But you say to me, Don, how do I know how much profit I'm actually making? I mean, I read my profit and loss statement, and yes, I understand it, but it doesn't help me make decisions, and the numbers never actually match up, and so forth and so on. Okay, well, here's a general way of doing it. What you want is in your operating account, you want one month's worth of overhead. So let's say if you know, you're paying yourself $60,000 a year and you don't have any employees, you're probably making, I don't know, $180,000 a year. You need about $15,000 to get through the average month. And you're going to keep $15,000 in that operating expense account. Now, what that means is if you pay yourself $2,500 and you pay the government $2,500 in the form of that tax account, you're down five. So if you're at 15, every two weeks, you're going to take five out, which means you're down to 10. So if you ever check your account and it says you have $10,000, don't worry. You just need to hold it and keep putting money into it until it gets back to 15, right? And so you're going to be fluctuating from 15 to 10 to 5 to 10 to 15 to 10 to 5 to 10. One morning, though, you wake up and you got $30,000 in your account. You're like, wow, man, that's looking good. You don't want that money sitting in operating expense account. The reason you don't want that money sitting in your operating expense account is because you're going to spend it. There's going to be some 3D printer that you can use to make a figurine of Ant-Man. <laughs> and you're going to buy that stupid printer. <laughs> and you're going to have a figurine of Ant-Man. And then you're going to try to, you're near your account and you say, how do I write off this 3D printer? <laughs> amateur hour, amateur hour. I'm, I'm saying this for a friend. <laughs> I've never bought the printer, but I've bought stupid stuff before. Anyway, so, you know, you, you've got $30,000. What we need to do then is get rid of 15 of that because I only want 15. I, I can have lower than 15,000 and then I don't touch it. But if I have over 15,000, over, over one month's worth of overhead in my operating expense account, I need to get it out of there because I'll spend it. So what I do is I put 7,500 of it into an account called business profit. Half of it goes into business profit. Now, just like my personal account, every dollar that I put into business profit, I have to match in the tax account. So 7,500 into business profit, 7,500 into a tax account. I wipe the $15,000 out of the operating expense account. I'm back to just $15,000. And now I've got plenty of money set aside for taxes. So I'm never su surprised by that bill. And I've got $7,500 in my business profit account. Now, is the business profit account mine because it is profit from the business? Yes. The business profit account is your money. It's the same as your personal checking account. But the reason that I don't want it in your personal checking account is because I, I just want you to be one more step removed from spending it. So now you have profit that the company is making. With that profit, I recommend six months worth of overhead sitting in your business profit account as a rainy day fund. So if our overhead is $15,000 a month, then six months is $90,000. So what I need to do is I need to keep putting money over into business profit. And remember, you always match it with taxes. Keep putting money over into business profit until I hit $90,000. You can make better interest on that if you go buy CDs, if you put the money in the stock market, maybe if you do whatever. It's a lot of money, but I, I don't recommend doing that. That money needs to be liquid. You need to sometimes be able to put money back into operating expense because it was a tough month, whatever. That's what the rainy day fund is for. Now, the cool thing is if you put 5000 back from business profit into the operating expense account, you can actually take 5000 out of taxes and match it back into business operating expense account 
because that's $5,000 that's no longer taxable. And so you put $5,000 back. So you've got this rainy day fund of $90,000. Your operating expense is at $15,000, and you are making $60,000 a year. This just sets you up for extreme clarity, right? Here's how much money I have to operate my business. Here's how much money I can personally spend. Here's the money I use to pay my taxes. And here's the profit that the business has made after I've paid myself. That is a really, really great system. And I've used it for, gosh, seven, eight years now, maybe closer to 10 years. The same dude who <laughs> barreled down a mountain on the first day with clipless pedals, dumbest guy you ever met, has never run out of money since I, I used that system. I've never not been able to make payroll. I've never not been able to pay taxes. My The money flows out of my operating expense account into business profit. And at the end of the year, I can do whatever I want with business profit. But I think there is actually a fifth account that I recommend. This account is called investment holding. Now, when my business profit account gets to $90,000, by the way, if it's at $90,000, it means I also put $90,000 at some point into taxes. That money tends to be paid quarterly. So my tax account is never you know, at $90,000 because I'm paying that money to the government quarterly. But I've got $90,000 my business profit account. Let's say I check it one day and it's got $100,000 in it. Well, I've got my six months overhead, my rainy day fund, so I can actually take the 10000 extra and put it into investment holding. Now, investment holding, everything I put into investment holding does not have to be matched in my tax account because I already paid taxes in order to get it into business profit. So there, there's a boil over from operating expense into business profit, and there's a boil over from business profit into investment holding. Now, what I recommend is the money that you spend the money that you're generous with and the money that you invest comes out of investment holding. In other words, you know, let's say you wanted to buy a bass boat and uh, instead of taking that money out of operating expense, you'd probably be tempted to take it out of business profit. But if you take it out of business profit, you are going to risk your rainy day fund. So you can take it out of investment holding. However, let me encourage you one more time. If you have $10,000 in investment holding, go and buy financial products with it. CDs, treasury bonds, gosh, stocks, go and buy a down payment on a duplex, buy a product that will make you money without you having to work. Let's say you have a hundred grand in investment holding after, after a year or two, then go start making some investments with that money. That hundred grand should make you $5,000 every year forever. In other words, in 10 years, it's going to make you 50. In 20 years, it'll make you $100,000 and you still have the original $100,000. Now, let's say you don't spend the $100,000 in 20 years. Well, now you've got $200,000. And in 10 years, you have $300,000. This is the power of compound interest. This is how people get really, 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 really rich. They get rich by not touching their money. So if you want a bass boat, don't take it out of your operating expense account. Don't take it out of your personal checking account. Don't take it out of your business profit account. Don't take it out of your tax account. And don't even take it out of your investment holding account. Take it out of the money that you made off the investments that from your investment holding account. In other words, buy the bass boat with the 5% return you're making on money. 
That way you can do it again every year. You can either buy a bass boat once or you can buy a bass boat or the equivalent of it every single year. You can send your family on vacation every year off the money your investment makes. You can buy a new car off the money your investments make. You can be generous off the money your investments make. On and on and on. That is how wealthy people think. And if you just think, all right, my checking accounts, my operating expense, personal checking, tax, business profit, investment holding are like an assembly line. And at the end of the assembly line, into investment holding is what's really left. But I'm not going to spend what's really left. I'm going to invest it. That's the fundamentals of growing wealth. That is the five checking account system. We call that small business cash flow made simple. And it is chapter six in my book, How to Grow Your Small Business. You know, the first five chapters make you a ton of money. And then chapter six, I tell you what you should be doing with it, which is operating uh, five checking accounts. Uh, and I hope that's super helpful to you. I, you know, I'm 51 years old. It's been 10 plus years since I've run out of money. And it's all because of the system. It's not, it, you know, I, I make good business decisions, but the system actually warns me so far in advance of when I might run out of money that I have plenty of time to fix things. The other really cool thing that I just love, love, love is I can go onto First Horizon, my bank here in Tennessee, and I can look at all five accounts just side by side, and I can see where everything is. And at one glance, literally in under a second, I know how healthy my business is today. And you'll just love it. You'll absolutely love it. It will save you a ton of headaches, and the IRS will not be freezing your account. At the beginning of the episode, I, I said I think that this episode is going to save some businesses, maybe like few other episodes that we've ever had. I, I really hope it saves your business. And I hope you never realize that it saved your business. I hope you just run these systems and years from now, you just look back and say, wait a second, I've not run out of money in five years. And it's it's not because you, know, you, you did smart things in your business, though I hope you do. It's because you did smart things with the money that the business made and you lived within your means. You know what I mean? And you lived on these various budgets that, that this thing makes, uh, makes super, super intuitive. Not only that, but I want to ask you to do something. If you know of anybody who runs a small business, will you send them a link to this episode? If you're a business coach, will you send it to all your people? Because this just saves so much pain. It's more dividing money in your brain than it is in checking accounts. But when you do that, you watch how money really works and you can make it grow. Okay, at the end of every episode, you know, I give you a plan of action. This is a summary of the episode, action steps that you can take to actually grow your small business. And, and here it is. It's it's super simple plan of action. Drive down to the bank. Now, you probably have one or two checking accounts right now. I want you to open five. You, you have to have at least three. Now, the operating expense account, the personal checking account, and the taxes, you have to have those three. But I recommend opening five. You want to also open business profit and investment holding. You want to give them those exact names, operating expense, personal checking, taxes, business profit, investment holding. Give them those names so that when you log on to your portal, you see those five accounts. Now you say, Don, I don't make that much money. It's a side hustle. You know, My business is probably making 18000 a year. Open the five accounts. Your investment holding is going to say zero for a long time. Your business profit is going to say zero, and then one day it's going to say $8. <laughs> the next day it's going to say $16. The, it's, it's more of a psychological thing than it is anything else. And your business, I really believe this, it'll grow significantly faster when you use five checking accounts to run it because you know how much money you have. You're going to want your business to make more. And you know the, the great thing that this whole thing is going to buy you is a wonderful night's sleep. 
you know, my wife and I argue about things. We don't argue much because neither of us have the energy, but we, we argue about things. We have, I'm, I promise you, I promise you, I've been married 10 years. We have not had a single argument about money, not once. Because, listen, if I want to go buy something stupid, I'm buying it from our personal checking account budget. So my wife is like, I cannot believe you bought a backboard for the driveway basketball hoop that is a neon sign that says beer served here. I didn't do that, but <laughs> she doesn't care if I did because she knows I bought it out of the you know the personal checking account. In other words, it, it limits my stupidity. <laughs> it limits it. So, you know, it, it's it's really a lifesaver. And listen, I know I've talked about a bunch of numbers here, and I hope that I, that I wasn't off-putting to anybody because some of you are just getting started with your business. But if, you're, if you really do the six things I talk about and how to grow your small business, your business is going to grow. And I'm telling you, when, when a truckload of cash starts being backed up to your front door about once a month, it can really hurt you and your family. It can cause a lot of problems unless you get your head around it now. And psychologically, you understand it and you live within your means. And if you don't get control of this money, it can bite you. So let's control it. Let's tell it where to go, what to do, and make it serve us. And I think these five checking accounts are a really, really wonderful place to start. These five checking accounts, of course, represent your cash flow, your fuel tank of your airplane. And it's arguably the most important. I mean, you can have a beautifully engineered airplane, beautifully designed, so aerodynamic, so fuel efficient, which, of course, we all want. That's the way we want our businesses to run. But if you run out of gas, if you run out of jet fuel, I don't care how beautiful that airplane is. It's going down. It's going to crash. And uh, we don't want you running out of money. Don't run out of money. If you want to know more about this, grab How to Grow Your Small Business. The book is available now. It's an operating system. And uh, today we covered the cash flow part of it. But if you go back and listen to the last six episodes of this podcast, you can, you can hear about the other parts. But grab a copy of the book. It's available on Amazon. It's called How to Grow Your Small Business. And it's going to help you out. All right, everybody. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Business Made Simple podcast, where we help you build your business like an airplane so you can fly far and fast. See you again next week.